In part one of our two-part series, we talk with Angel Vasquez and DJ Smith of Bittersweet Revenge. This week, we'll discuss the band's beginnings and the life and passing of co-founder frontman Mark Corkless, a much-missed human being and local legend in the music community, and how they've all coped with the loss of their longtime friend. We have Bittersweet Revenge. I'm Big Bry. Level Up Cleveland starts right now. All right, everybody, and we are back for another episode of Level Up Cleveland. And today in the studio, we have with us the boys from Bittersweet Revenge. Yo. Rockin we up. have in here today Mr. Angel Vasquez. What up? He is the bass player for Bittersweet and drummer DJ Smith. And both of these guys are basically founding members of the band. Absolutely. Almost, pretty much. Yeah, basically right. Um, you guys are here pretty much from the start. And uh, we have a lot to cover. Glad to have you guys on. Thanks for coming down. Awesome. Glad to be here, Thanks man. for awesome. having us. Um, so you guys are, uh, I, I wanted to kind of go over something with everybody that, because we talk a lot about a lot of things, a lot of the bands that we've actually interviewed are from down here. So I kind of wanted to explain to people when we talk about certain things, what we're talking about. This is a building that we actually do our podcast at, where you guys actually are at. Um, we're Signal Flow, what we just actually did not too long ago, we interviewed those guys are at, is Level 5. It's a building, a lot of bands are down here. That Hollowed do, Ground. What's that? Hallowed ground. Yes, very much. Um, you guys actually have the the biggest room down here. It's like it's it's, it's called a lot of things, but a lot of people will just say it's the big room, the yeah. warehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a lot of names, but you guys actually have that room. It's got a, a a private studio in it, really nice. So there's a lot of things when we talk about. We're like, oh, we're down here. I've noticed that throughout the episodes, we're down there, down here, the, that kind of thing. People really don't know what we're talking about. Right. Yeah. True. So you guys are down here. You guys have the big room. And it, when we say it's a big room. It's a good size room. Yeah. In compare, if anybody's ever seen like a jam room or anything like, like that. Like a quarter the size of the whole second floor, I would say. It's huge. You know what I mean? Nice I, high ceiling and everything like that. It's, yeah. I love it in there. Yeah. So and you guys built a, a, a nice stage in there. You built a nice bar in there. Yeah. So you guys are able to really have. It's you got a pool table in there. A yeah, real it's bar a, pool table. It's like, it's, like a, it's like a really nice layout. It's um, fantastic, man. So. I just wanted to get, get make that clear because we're going to have a lot of conversations probably that pertain to all that. So just right, to make it, just to get that out there yes. first. So you guys, um, I want I want to just right now talk about basically who you are. Um, you guys are pretty heavy, bam. You know, it's not. It's, I, I would say it's definitely uh, not a thrash metal type of heavy, but yeah. definitely, but definitely. We always say that it's somewhere in between rock and metal, somewhere right in the middle. We have good. the more chill rock and roll vibes but then it gets kind of aggressive you kind of have like a heavy side of heavy put, punk put almost put up a little closer to you. we got a, we got a heavy side that's almost got like a lot of punk roots weaved in it and you know but but we definitely stay soft a lot of the time also so it's it's sometimes, a good mix man. sometimes we got to force ourselves to chill out a little bit just so we can stay appealing to a broader audience yeah, you know I, I it's very it's it's catchy stuff, but it's definitely got its own thing. You know what I mean? It's right. definitely, I don't hear it very much. Yeah, it's very much so. And um, 
through the years you guys have been playing and, and you guys have made your way up the ranks. You know, a lot of people might have seen Bittersweet um, play, uh, just playing out on their own, or but they've also were headlining there for Mushroom had um, a few times more. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, you guys were like... tours with them and stuff. Yeah, they're good friends of ours. Yeah, man. And uh, so a lot of people may be aware from you of you through those shows, if nothing else, because those are pretty big shows. Absolutely, right. man. Yeah, the biggest show we ever played was either Halloween, a Halloween Mushroom Head show or a Christmas show. Then there's almost a couple it's thousand unbelievable, people. Enormous. Uh, it looks like a big-ass crowd out there. You know? <sighs> it's realistically, what, like 2,000 people or something like that. I mean, yeah. Felt yeah, but like that's big. I mean, I mean, in but the But to in the see realm. that right in front of you, and every single one of these fans are like longtime Mushroom Head fans who are passionate just about loving music. You know what I mean? So when they like our stuff, they have conversations about our music with us. It's just so damn genuine, and you get that from such a large crew of you know just passionate music lovers, and That's I cool. love that. I love them. Guys are you know full blown metalheads too. Right. We're not exactly metal music. We we have like like we said some roots of it. We some, got a couple baby makers to be honest. You know? Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could. It could be. Some of them could be. And you guys <laughs> actually have be. some videos that go. I mean, you guys don't just have. I mean, you guys are opening for Mushroom Head. You've actually made some real. Music videos, not something yes. that somebody did on their iPhone. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, and you can guys and you can see those on YouTube. I'll have all the links down yep. in the description for all that stuff. But yeah, you guys got videos. People can check those out. You got a couple CDs that are out. You guys recently put a, an EP out not long ago. I mean, that's the most recent thing you did. Yeah. Are you guys looking? To, are you guys recording anything now? Is there anything in the works right now? Where you? Oh doing yeah. Anything? Yeah. So it's pretty cool. So since Mark passed, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um. You know, we, we, we got the new guy, Mike, and Tom to replace Mark. He'd get a kick out of knowing that it took two people to yeah. replace him. Well, he would tell you it would take two people. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And, he, he, it, and it still wouldn't be good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Egotistic <laughs> fucker. So, so since that, we, you know, we had this idea where we were going to do, but the way streaming is today and, you know, making full records kind of isn't the way to do it anymore. You know, just you want to have consistent content just just dropping stuff so we came up with this idea when mark was alive to do a series of eps to create one entire project so you got four separate eps five tracks each create 20 tracks four separate you know release uh, points like releases four separate marketing opportunities for new merch for you know new artwork yes and you know so that fills up you know, a year or two definitely is the, just, the way to go now. just dropping stuff yeah. you know like yeah. staying relevant exactly i was gonna Basically say that quarter of the way through that now with that first ep that's been released you know so and you guys got on a playlist too right so you guys are on one of the playlists oh, lots of playlists yeah. oh are you yeah i know that's what that's what uh what jake was saying when he was in here with signal flow he was telling us that you guys got on some playlists and it's really actually worked out for you. You guys getting a lot of plays and stuff like that from it. Yeah, I mean it's you know, we're not in the millions and not even well, in the hundreds of thousands, you know, compared to other bands, you, you know, especially some local bands that are doing really well, but we're doing good. I think the uh what was it, better days were up to maybe almost twenty thousand streams or something on Spotify. Wow, that's good. That's a really great response to that song, man, you know. And it's nice to be able to get the music in places where, you know, we can't, like, go to different states all the time, go to different countries and, you know, travel all over the place. Where Especially some of these now. Playlists, there's a lot of accessibility all over the place. And 
it's great to get our music out to places and hear real feedback that's passionate and, you know, it's not like made up that people like our stuff. You know, it's good to get right. feedback. Yeah, you it's unbiased, legit. You know These mean? people yeah. know you just from hearing you on, you know, on Spotify. It's so if they're listening to you, it's because they like you, not because yeah. they like us. We got a, a pretty large friend group in, in the city here. Oh, yeah. And they support us hugely. That's great. We so it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's cool that we got our friends and people that like us go to our shows because they like us, but they also like our music. But you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But these people on you know on Spotify, they only like you because they like listening to your right. shit. They're right. They're, they, they're, you got to tap into that whole part of it where the, it's the people are for the first time hearing you. They don't even know you. Right. And so they, they hear the song, and that's what keeps them on because now all they got to do is hit a button, and that song is yeah. now no longer yep. playing, and they can go on to the next one. Yep. So you're right. If and you're getting you're a lot of them, and people are hanging out and listening to them. Dust in the wind after that. Yeah, and it is. It is like that. But as long as you get like a a 20,000 people, <clears throat> then you get through that you'll, you'll volume. Yep. It's a numbers game. Right, and those right. lists are what build the volume. Um, it can't it, go down. You yeah. know, once you already get one place, so yeah, man. Climbing, so that's wonderful. I mean, seriously, dude. I just from just from doing some of this, these interviews here, I realized that a lot of the bands that I'm talking to, they're not really putting out their stuff. This you know, is, like it's not out there, and I'm that's like, not man, the easiest thing. that's the but that's that's the biggest thing that I push with the guys is just content, content. Just keep recording because after losing, so I was in a band with a buddy of mine, Jimmy. <sighs> And he went to prison, and then he died in prison. While he was in prison, Mark and I started Bittersweet Revenge. Oh. So, so you know, I did that to, to, just to stay busy. But when he went to prison, we were in, just getting ready to go into the studio and start recording another album. And it didn't get to happen. Because, uh, fuck, that's Gigi over there playing the drums. Was that over in your room? <laughs> yep, for sure. Let me, uh, yeah, if you can, let me, let me go, time. let me go. Yeah, 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 I'll wait. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We got, we can't have that dude playing the drums. <laughs> He's setting up those drums to, uh, for practice in a minute. So he didn't know. That's cool. God, no, it's, 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 it's not like that. It's just, man, we just got it. Like, phew. so, all right. all right, let's start where, you remember, you remember where you were at? Yeah, pretty okay. much. All right. So Jimmy went to prison yeah. and, uh, started BSR with Mark because, you know, he wanted to do something. And uh, fuck. So how do you meet Mark? First of all, is that you already knew Mark know, at that point? I've known Mark since since he was like sixteen years old, fifteen years old. And uh, goddamn, I'm out of breath from running in that fucking room. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so fuck, where was I going with this? If anybody wants to know, uh, the drums started up in the other room where there the big room we were talking about. Drums disappeared playing out of that room <laughs> dj went in there real quick to tech tell setting him. up our equipment yeah. so he had to test it out of course and yeah he and didn't know that we're right on the <laughs> other side of the wall and can't hear <laughs> shit when he's playing <laughs> so what, what where was we going so mark I, I, I asked i was like so we like where did you actually meet you knew mark you said for a long time from that point. yeah so he was friends my ex she's my ex now he, she, he mark was friends with her little brother and that's how i met mark but back in the day like I said, Jimmy went to prison, ran into Mark again, and he had a room down here in level five. And he, uh, we just, because he was actually, Mark was helping us, me and Jimmy, record before Jimmy went away. And then that all stopped, came down, ran into Mark again, like, hey, man, let's start jamming together. And it just was a two piece for a while. We wrote for a while, and then Angel came on. And, uh, but that's how BSR started. 
I still don't remember where the, why the fuck we started talking about this. But um, you remember what he's talking about? Why, why <laughs> there, was, there was a segue. This was going uh, somewhere. We were talking about the origin <laughs> of the band, right? Or, or yeah, I mean, like, well, uh, uh, yeah. Just so, so you start, so you meet up with Mark, and then, and then, uh, and they're jamming. They wrote probably what did you guys write? Like eight or nine songs. Yeah, that was the first album, which was untrustworthy. Yeah, and so they had like all these songs written, and they needed a bass player. And I was pretty much bored out of my mind at this point because I was, you know, I was in bands, but they were kind of just, you know, they faltered out and people couldn't commit to the time. And you know, everything that is difficult about starting a band and keeping four personalities together or five. I talk about it all the time it's on the so show. It's so hard, you know, it's so hard. It's, it's amazing that you can keep a band together. Dude, it's like being in a relationship with a bunch right. of dudes and no sex. So yeah, these guys man. need a bass player. They had all these cool... <laughs> it is. It's a, and it's, it's, you got to cater everybody's no, Yeah, and everybody's got egos shit. and everybody's got their, their needs. And, and, all and when you can find four arts. guys that don't, that's when the band will actually stay together for exactly. some time. Angel actually... makes the sandwiches. That's right. <laughs> Extra mayo. <laughs> Lots of mayo. Yeah, dude. So, you know, so they had eight songs written or so for Untrustworthy. I think I joined the band. They, I was bored. You know, I needed something to do, and so I bought a bass rig. So you were a guitar player guitar. at that time. Yeah, I mean, I was into playing eight-string guitars and, like, oh. technical metal shit, really fast stuff. I. You know, I love all kinds of music, man. I love, like, soul music, whatever. I like it all. But they needed a bass player, right? So it was time for me to step up and actually get a bass rig. So I got the cheapest shit I could afford. And, you know, from there, it was like learning these songs quick, but they were pretty rather simple kind of progressions. And so I caught on to them quick, and I brought, like, a lot of spunky personality to, yeah, to the stage performance and the faces and the you have dancing. a good stage presence man i only got four strings you know what i'm saying so i gotta do something <laughs> with the rest of, i gotta really kind of shine yeah <laughs> make this more of a show because it's it's entertainment it's not just listening you know what i mean it's a part of the showmanship to have something four fun to connect with <laughs> four strings you know, what you the hell do, more do stuff i do when you only got four strings so then, i'm used to eight strings on the guitar you know what yeah I mean? right <laughs> so, so you got you got you're two less than you're used to before exactly. and if it's a if it's a 12 string it's a lot less right so you guys uh when did jake join up then so jake comes into the picture at what point how does that happen that was it we were about a year in and then we realized we needed another guitar because mark could only do so much while he's singing yeah you know mark's a great guitar player but uh, you know, you can you can't do. Yeah, something's gonna give. Yeah, those big. So we brought in Jake. Courses. Brought in Jake to you know hold some rhythm, and Mark, you know, so gives Mark some some free time to do more crazier Mark shit. Can drop off the guitar, which also adds an element of swagger. You know, yeah. when somebody can just stop playing guitar, act cool, and Walk you up just to hear the mic. guitar coming from one side. You know, and it it adds cool elements to have two guitar players. We had to have it. Jake, yeah. Jake is a longtime friend of mine. I met him when I was 19, so that's about 10 years ago now. You know, we were in those technical metal bands and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. He, was, you know, well, he was bored enough to have time for us. So and it, it, had, it had to help when you guys, I mean, I mean, you know, we all knew Mark even before Bittersweet. You yes, know what I mean? When he was down here and Mark. stuff, and he was so obsessed. He's, he was a... a, a He's one of the most obsessed musicians I think I was ever yeah. around for a, a period there. Where basically, a man. He was just man. living down you here, know, basically, and just like ah. And he and he was learning how <laughs> to record. It. He actually got he actually got pretty good at recording music. I mean, yeah, he, he wasn't yeah. obsessed with playing. He was obsessed with recording yeah. or like you know he was a super. He would become obsessed nerd. with one thing and he'd try to perfect it. He would just yeah. until he got it. It's right. nearly impossible to do both. And and, and he had to do it like a, a like a week. Things. You know, like yeah. it, was, it was like I gotta do it. <laughs> and uh, 
and then to get Jake, you know, have, to have his recording, uh, you know, knowledge yes, too. You know, to have that in your band, it's it's that's pretty valuable to have yes. stuff like that where people understand sound and they understand things Dude, other both, than both of them guys are just absolute monsters, wizards, man. At, at you know, at, at recording, and Jake, he's just took the, the vocals because he does a lot of you know, recordings with hip hop guys, so it's mostly you know vocals, vocal, vocal yeah. based stuff. And there ain't nobody in in this in the whole city that could touch him. And I, I'll say that I'll wear that right on my chest. Nobody yeah, can. Nice. There's nobody that can record vocals like him, dude. He's lightning fast, and he's just a fucking master at there's it. Nobody fast on this guy, man. You should watch him work, I dude. Mean, oh, we have, we've seen a little <laughs> yeah, bit, amazing. a little bit. But, but right, I mean, yeah. like, but I mean, like you guys, but like the sound on those albums are are are, are really really good. Yeah. All of them, actually, even yeah. the first one, well, all of them. They're all they all sound good, man. They all sound cool. The vocals sound cool. I like I liked his singing style a lot. I haven't heard the new guy sing yet. You haven't? No, what? you ain't okay. listened to the fucking okay. new EP. Oh, that is him. The new oh, EP. Oh, so, yeah, I so did. That's, I did. I, that's I, what I fuck. It. Now it's all come back to me before Gigi interrupted us. Uh, the four the four EP thing. It was it was Mark's me and Mark's idea, but he died, so. We decided to keep it, you know, to do it again, but we did it with with Mikey. Oh, so oh, oh. so so now, the the four EP project is is all Mikey. So everything you hear from that nice. yellow one forward is is Mike and Tom. Yeah, and it sounds it does that that new EP does sound really good. Yeah, it's Thank got you. a really nice sound to it. All of it does though, and and like um, like I was saying before, if if people want to check it out, you guys made some cool. You guys made some cool videos to go with a couple of the tunes there. Yeah. Yeah, so um, the, God, the, so the videos, the guy that shoots our videos, his name's Josh Apple. He actually, we met him through the Mushroom Head camp. Oh. So he, he's a good friend of mine now. He's uh he's actually doing work with, like, Full Moon Productions, um, doing, doing movies horror movies. For Amazon Prime. Like, and... Yeah, horror films for these guys. You know, like, Killer Clowns. Is that what Jake was talking about? He was on site doing sound yeah, for somebody in a movie or something that. like that? Yep. Oh, that's all a part of it, huh? Totally. Yeah. This is like one big circle of networks, wizards, man. Networking <laughs> with all that stuff and doing Same different stuff. Same thing with Josh Apple. Really cool, like he's man. got all the appendages you could ever think of or need for shooting videos. I mean, really? he's got, oh, he's got endless like thirty thousand dollars. When you say appendages, right you're talking about the arms and all the things that extend <laughs> yeah, out yeah, and like a, move around. The robotic. PVC. You know he's what he's really really stuff that. on this? <laughs> really? No shit. Yeah, you know, like handmade stuff where you can hold the camera in a certain way and oh, be able to oh, move shit. it comfortably and just. So that's what he does, basically. That's right. his oh, yeah, thing. he's a beast. Very good, awesome man. Um, all right, well, so you guys are playing out tomorrow night from the recording of this podcast. This won't reach people. Yeah, this right. show will come by the and time, go by the time you guys air this. Yeah, but I just want people to know you guys are starting. To, you guys are starting to pick. Things are picking up for everybody right, it's right the now. End of the year, you know. Yeah, we got to so get. We're doing our Christmas show, and it's it's nice to. Stay on stage. You know, we love playing shows, and we get great reactions. Hell, just yeah. Just like we always did, truly. That's why you do it, really, man. Yeah. I right, mean, all right. the other stuff's fun, but when you get up there, that's why you do it. There's, It's almost like a high that you feel, and that words don't amount to what it feels like to connect with all those people in that same room where everybody's forgetting about their problems and just enjoying the goddamn moment. Your music. music and Your music, yeah. too. Well, Not right. the music you guys created. It's a whole different feeling when it's your music, and that's what they're bobbing their heads to, and that's what they're fist bumping to. Right, yeah, made from this, stuff. from scratch. Like We had no idea, and then we just thought, do, do, And we're playing we got with a, Impending Lies, my buddy Chris Jones, his band. So it, they're, it's actually their show. Right. Um, they asked us to be on it, so... Cool. We're gonna, we're gonna oblige them. We're gonna go try to. You gotta oblige them, and then you gotta then you gotta blow, blow them off the stage, right? Right, man. 
try, like, try to make it hard competition. For them to fall away. Yeah, man, that's how <laughs> it always is. And I wanted to get into some of the um, stuff that happened to the band uh, prior uh, years. It's been a couple years now, about right, two yep. years. Um, first of all, uh, anybody that's familiar with the band and has seen some of their albums, uh, the the second album is Break 'Em, and on the album cover, uh, you'll see a guy on there. Uh, he was known as Pops. He actually was DJ's Pops yep, in, in, my in real life. Um, he would uh, he would be considered like at the time the first fifth member, I guess you would say, of the band. He was he was with them all the time. He was down here all the time. Nobody flew the flag. You said it right. Like man. pops, he was he was uh, all yep. about bittersweet. It was it was definitely he was definitely a cool guy, man. Very cool guy. He did pass away. Um, yep, liver cancer. Liver cancer. You guys took him on a trip though, didn't you? Guys take him on a cool trip right before that though. Like oh yeah, so pop, believe it or not, uh, pops was never he never flew on an airplane. And so when we found out, we were in the, the doctor's office, and he found out, you know, he, he he was terminally ill, and the doctor told him he had seven weeks to live. And, he, we, you know, we were both blown away naturally. You know, we were pretty upset. Like, well, all right, well, what do you want to do, Pops? Fuck it. You know, we're going to we're gonna, – they said a few months at the time. Bucket list type thing, right? So what do you want to do? He said, well, takes, takes me back. Jimmy, when he died, his mom – was going to give him an RV that she had and he, you know, for our band, but he was obviously in prison. He died in prison. And, uh, she said, I can have it right after he died. She was like, Jimmy, we want you to have the RV. Just come down to Florida and pick it up. So I asked pops, said, what do you want to do pops? He said, let's go down here and get that RV. I said, All right. So we flew down went on an airplane, had a vacation, me and Kenny Easterly and Mondo. And, uh, yeah, we had a good vacation and we road tripped the RV back and that's what we did, man. We fucking kicked the fuck out of it in the RV. Had a good time. Awesome, man. Now, when you say Kenny Easterly, yeah, that's not his dad. You're talking about the, the son, the junior, junior right? Because right. there's a lot of people who are going to know and they hear the name Kenny Easterly. Yep. If you're my age, you're going to think of dad. Right, Him yeah. and Pops were super tight. Yeah, Pops he's a, and, and the kids is all loved, you know, all these guys like his, like like they were his sons, but he was close to Kenny. He was real close to Kenny Jr. Yeah. yeah, he was a great guy. So then not long after this happens, not even long after that, that's when Mark passes away. Oh, so, and that is so sudden and so So Jimmy died in May or March or May, one of the M's, I don't remember. And then Pops died in July. And then uh it, what was it the the following September. the following all, uh, September of you know the next the yeah, next yeah, yeah. year Mark died right so fuck well, just a little over a year off you, you, just that, a little over a year man three of my closest guys boom 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 life threw you a test man. oh it was a rough one indeed yeah, yeah and man. and I mean and to be honest with you like most people don't make it through this I mean if you guys have the, the that much that happens and especially in that amount of time. A lot of places, a lot of people are going to just kind of throw in a towel. Well, and, or start over somewhere else. Or a lot of people just lose interest in music. A lot of people so, are just like, you know what? So uh, we all asked ourselves, you know, there, there was a lot of questions, you know, what we were going to do. Like, what should we do? And we could only go off of what we know we would want, right? Because Mark wasn't there to say what he would want. So, but what would we want? I asked all the guys individually, if it was you and Mark's shoes, would you want us to keep going? Would you want us to keep the name Bittersweet Revenge? Do we 
do we keep this train rolling? Do we figure out, you know, something to do with this or do we start something new? And it was a, you know, it was a tough decision and we didn't fully make the decision. It was some months. It took us some months to really figure out what we were going to do. And, uh, but Mark, I think he would be happy knowing that we stayed together and we kept the name and, well, it was part of, you know, it was a, that's what I would want. That's what Angel would want. We all, we all agreed, you know, let's keep this fucking train going. Making the legacy proud. Yeah. He had a lot to do with better straight revenge to begin with. I mean, it, it was a, it was a big part of him. He he made it a big part of him. Of course. So it was like, in his, in his eyes, it was probably like a baby to him. Who are you talking about? Mark? Mark, Mark, Mark. Mark. Well, it, yeah. Mark yeah, and I started. That's what I mean. It was, yeah. it, I mean, he was obsessed with it also. He loved yes. being in this band. Oh, for sure. So we for him, for him to say, you know, you know, he just lived, Mark just lived, See. he just lived, he had a fun, he lived that way. He lived, Mark lived the way Mark lived and, and, uh, he was a character. You, you you get a kick out of meeting like his family and his brothers and shit. They're nothing like him. Like right. he's he's certainly a black sheep. Like he's really? exactly what you would think. Yeah, his brothers are all like, you know, business he's owners straight and, and, and you know, straight and narrow and family men and shit like that. And, up and you know, yeah, you all living in the suburbs and Mark's down here with a fucking case of beer, living out, living on a couch at the studio. Recording he had music. He, he just had all the drive. He yeah. had the drive to to, to do. He just, to this was, this on was what, he, what he loved, rather than exactly. continue with right. the image that you may think you're supposed to be. Like you see, is with his family and stuff like that. I mean, you know, they're they're doing the thing. They're living life just like the the rest of us, families and stuff like that. But Mark yeah. really catered to his impulsive so, creativity. So what happened? And, I know we didn't touch on it. So Mark, I didn't mean to cut you off, oh, but I know ahead. this is important. Age. Mark, like I said, Mark died. And that that September from a motor it was a motorcycle accident. He was what was he thirty or thirty one? Thirty one, I think. Yeah, thirty one years old. He uh, just started getting into motorcycles, and him and Tommy, which is our current guitar player, they've been best friends since they were little kids. They uh, Tommy got a, motor, a Harley, and Mark had a Harley, and they went on a big ride, you know, down almost West Virginia, down in Athens or somewhere, as I think where it happened. They were riding, you know, woke up in the morning. They were just enjoying the country roads. And, you know, Mark just got a little overzealous, I believe, on a turn. And that's how it happened. Really? Yeah. Tommy caught up to him on the motorcycle. Yeah, no, Tommy was in front of him, actually, and seeing he wasn't behind him anymore and went back and found him. So it was pretty traumatic for Tommy. He was, uh, it was was really tough for him. Best friend since he was a kid, you know what I mean? But, wow. Tommy's really championed through it and and found a lot of ways to keep himself... yeah, happy and you know yeah with, with you know with that it, it was only the right choice tommy is a phenomenal guitar player and him and marky are so much alike they even they even look alike almost kind of you know and they do takes the shirt off on stage <laughs> listen to this story right weird man. we're in the we're when we first decided to get together with tom we were jamming it was like our well, first or second practice it was the first practice we ever had that like connection where shit was going well in practice right and uh, we, we, you know, we're we're what's the word I'm looking for? We're we're you're just vibing, right? Where the chemistry just vibing, and you, you, yeah, everybody you the, in the everything's in a zone, and everything's just gelling together. It's anybody all that flowing. plays music with somebody, I know knows what, what I'm talking about. Yeah. So as soon as that started to happen, all the guys are facing me. I'm on the little drum riser in the in the big room, and everybody's facing me, and I'm playing the drums. As soon as it started going good the fucking light started flickering behind Tom. And I'm like, I'm trying to point him like, you see that? And Jake looks over and Jake's like 
fucking got his, his jaw drop. I'm like, look, Tom's like, what, what? He's trying to turn it. I'm like, no, like, I'm, but I'm trying not to fuck the song up as we're practicing. <laughs> right. And I'm like, <laughs> and then Tom had no clue what we were talking about. I'm like, dude, did you see that? Like, as soon as the song stopped, Jake was like, I seen it. Like, that's was not fucking something that's ever like, happened. Yeah, you get you the know, goosebumps. Dude, really and not all the lights, because I know the electricity in this whole building is weird. Like, shit goes off all the time. But it was just that one fucking lamp right next to Tommy just starts flickering. Like, dude, there's something with the lights and, and something going on. We had we had that happen down here while we were doing a podcast down here. The lights just went out. Now, here's what's crazy. You know this. I don't think everything in this room is coming off the same circuit. No. No way. Uh, it's got to be split up between the outlets and the lights. So everything in the room went out at once. I don't know if the whole building went down. Probably. But it went down for two seconds. Two seconds. Popped right back on. Yep. Just enough time to erase everything that we had just Angel's recorded. the electrician. He's, he's an actual electrician. I know. He actually that. came down here when we built this and helped us. I installed the receptacles over here. <laughs> yeah, but that, that, that was pretty sweet, man, when that when that happened. I'm not not saying there was some paranormal mark was there or anything kind of shit, but. I think it, it was, was there. You know what I mean? There you go. Oh. I felt, cool. I felt his well, energy, and it, it was I'm going to go with it. It was just a cool thing. Happy well, timing, timing is, you know, some things can be coincidence, but that was kind of an odd timing for it to just happen. Sure, man. When, when, when you, you feel that man? feeling, and he's like, you know, he's down there, he's up there going, yeah, me too, I feel it. You know, up the there, hell? down there. Who yeah, the hell I goes? feel it, it with you. Yeah, all right, you guys are right. You didn't see it, did you, Ainge, right? Yeah. You, you did you see the light flicker? Yeah, I was next to it, for sure. Yeah, Definitely. I don't. It, it, look at us sitting here talking about a fucking flickering light. <laughs> so, so, so I wanted to say this too. So then, after Mark passes, and and you know, word gets around that Mark's passed away. Pat told me when I, how I found out. It wasn't long after that. Pat sends me this this link, and he says you got to check this movie out on YouTube. It's called Hall of Fame. Oh God, he matter of fact, so I wrote it down. He, he would, be, would truly. He would, if you if, hey. when you look it up, if you if you put Hall of Fame free movie on YouTube. I'll dude, put the link in the description dude, so everybody listen, can watch good, it. Good, because I wasn't able to find hey, it after he, a while. He hid this movie from we everybody. Got a song, we, we got a song called Hall of Fame, and he managed to never bring it up. Like, how the movie, fuck? Right. And it had nothing to do with each other. Mark didn't name the song. I named the song Hall really? of Fame. Really? And he never said nothing? Never. <laughs> well, yeah, I watched. Man, we, he, did you you he, guys have obviously have watched the movie since yeah, then, right? Yeah, it's pretty yeah, embarrassing. I found out about that's it. That's why he didn't want to invite it. No, it's not. I mean, it's listen. I've seen worse. I'll tell you that oh, right yeah, now. Sure. I've watched was, worse movies. It ain't he, a he bad. Was, he was young. No. He was young when when he's when he so young in that movie, and it's so yeah. marked still. Though it's still he's got it's got uh, it is dude. <laughs> you can actually you're like curly locks of hair, man. It's and, wild. Movie. Mark was the man. Did you guys know that? It was shortly after I met him, he I driving up my street. He had there was a fucking gremlin for sale. Like well, like a, a car, the car. Well, yeah, a white gremlin. <laughs> he's like, I gotta have that. Next thing you know, he shows up with this gremlin. <laughs> And that does it for part one of our interview with Bittersweet Revenge. Join us next week on the Level Up Cleveland podcast to hear part two of our conversation with Angel Vasquez and DJ Smith. Level up, everybody! I'm in a bag.